You're looking at a man right here named Jordan Love who's going to, in in my opinion, turn heads in 2023. I'm not talking about he's going to be good, he's going to do what we think maybe Ritter can do or what even Danny Dimes could do. I'm talking about a guy that's going to do what Tua did last year, what Geno Smith did last year. I think Jordan Love is actually better than good. Now, I'm going to cap it. I'm going to I'm going to curb my expectation. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, go draft him and start him. But in Superflex leagues, this guy's an absolute gem as your quarterback, too, in a Superflex. And in a backup role, in a 1QB league, and your quarterback goes down, this guy could save your season. He threw a missile today in practice to Christian Watson. Touchdown. Uh, walks onto the field. During a, a half last year, yeah, we don't have a lot to, to go on. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't, Bob. Sometimes you have to make a, a judgment call off of a small sample of work. Sometimes you have to take the opinions of others, like Jair Alexander when he says this guy's an absolute marvel. Sometimes you have to listen to the wide receiver room that says this guy's an absolute beast right now in the making. You don't, have, you don't have to think he's going to be top five. I'm not asking you to believe he's top five. I don't believe he's top five. The top five is stacked. The top six or seven. The top seven are absolute stacked. This is a, this is a, a, a changing of the guard as your boy coined, and a lot of people are using that phrase right now around the industry. You know you heard it here. The changing of the guard has happened already at quarterback, but this guy wants to sneak in the back door and at least be a part of it at the tail end of it, at the bottom of that second tier of QBs that, that range from 7 to 12. This guy has the potential to be a 7 to 12 QB. We're going to talk about that more. Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, the Fantasy Football Show begins right now live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios it's the fantasy football show live monday through friday 8 p.m eastern smitty is also live whenever news breaks from the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk here is your breaking news we've got a lot of people doubting Jordan Love to a disrespectful, crazy degree, but I'm here to try and, and change that. I know I'm not going to have a lot of supporters on it. I know that some of you will believe in it. Some of you love Christian Watson. Some of you will trust me when I tell you that he's not a lock, but he's got a lot of upside to prove a lot of people wrong to a serious degree. Not a little bit. Not, not Ritter. Not even Sam Howell necessarily. And I do like Sam Howell a lot to surprise Rags to riches potential for sure. This guy is is in, in the forefront. You know he's coming. So he's not a rags to riches necessarily. But he is 100% Geno Smith, Tua Tagovailoa, top 7 to 12 quarterback capable. And a guy that, let's say you draft a, a, a whatever, a, a top 4 to 7 quarterback and they go down. You can turn to Jordan Love and he's going to surprise you. He's going to surprise you. This this team looks good. It looks really good. The offensive line is actually quite impressive. Uh, a lot of people might say things like, oh, Smitty, you know, they're going to fall apart without Aaron Rodgers. And look, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers for New York and, and what an amazing fit it is for New York, um, 
this this uh, this is probably a top five to seven offensive line in the National Football League in the Green Bay Packers. Some might not agree, and that's fine. That's why we play the game. They also start off with the Bears, the Falcons, the Saints, the Lions, uh, the Raiders, a bye week, and the, the Denver Broncos. Wouldn't shock me if this team had uh, one, two, three, four, we'll call it a four and two start to kick off the year. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they're four and two to kick off the season, coming off the bye week, getting that fourth win. Wouldn't shock me at all. And I'm, I am so on board the Christian Watson train. Yeah, Jaden Reed as well, looking good today. Uh, again, top offensive line, good defense, obviously. Um, is it the best defense in the league? No. Is it good enough to, to give the offense rest? Is it good enough to give the offense good field position? Is this team good enough to be better than it would have been even if Aaron Rodgers returned? Yes, and that's a complicated statement and probably a confusing one because someone might say, well, Smitty, if you think the team's better with, than Aaron, uh, without Aaron Rodgers on roster, how can you love Aaron Rodgers so much for New York? Sometimes fit is important. Sometimes change is needed. Sometimes a guy like Jordan Love may not, not going to win a championship, you know, the, 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 the Packers are going to be hard-pressed to even make the playoffs. But from a fantasy football and developmental NFL perspective, building around this guy, could he have a better year than Aaron Rodgers would have if Aaron Rodgers was fighting really hard, not likely to make the playoffs, or missing the playoffs by a, by a, by a hair, and then being not as motivated to throw the football, learn, and be productive. This guy's going to throw down, throw down field. The, the Packers will probably be in close games or playing from behind at times, and they're going to be throwing the football. And Jordan Love is going to feed Christian Watson to the tune that's going to make us proud and make Christian Watson the moon man that we've had on our moon man list for so long. He's going to be so deserving in hindsight of this moon man nomination. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Christian Watson, ladies and gentlemen. Space been on the, he's been on this Moon Man list as long as really anybody. Bijan, Gibbs, Watson, Alave, Garrett Wilson. Those are all the early, early adopted players by the Fantasy Football Show. And you can let the haters hate that can come in and say, Smitty! The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. Smitty, there's a lot of injuries. The Moon Man list is falling apart already. Space you look at this list right now, Bob. You look at this list, Ludacris Lewis, and tell me that you truly believe this list is falling apart. Bijan Robinson, everyone's getting on this train. Gibbs, everybody's getting on the train now. We're conducting the train. No one was on the train when we started. Tony Pollard, let people doubt. Brees Hall, let people doubt. Dalvin Cook left, which is another piece of news. Dalvin Cook left. Uh, New York without a contract, and he's headed back to Miami. So there's interesting news there. Swift, he's one of the riskier moon men we got. Pacheco cuffs, that means you're taking McKinnon. You're potentially taking Prince. It depends on the cuff situation that you're looking at. But Pacheco and cuffs is a fantastic running back. Look at these. I'm not worried about this man right here. We got 40-something days until he needs to be on the field and people are freaking out left and right. And Pete Carroll made it really abundantly clear that it's not a big deal or anything like that. Almost word for word, if I remember correctly. Not uh, like a big thing or anything like that is what the way he phrased it. 
I'm not concerned about Kenneth Walker. I'm drafting Kenneth Walker in steel territory because you know where he was going? The the 4 to 5.1 territory. But now, with this news of him having a groin injury, he's falling to late 5. He's cemented into 5. He was going 4-5. Like, it depend, depended on your draft spot. If you were drafting at the, at the 5.10, then you had to take him in the early 4. You couldn't get away with this, you know, 5.10 drafting of Kenneth Walker. Now he's nudged entirely at around 4. He's like a 5.3 to 5.12 guy. Sometimes 6.1. And that's really... That's where we got him last year. That's where we won leagues or dominated and rubbed it right in people's faces last year with Kenneth Walker. And Joe Burrow is also falling into the 5-6 territory. They're both injured. It's not ideal, but if they're okay, and they do seem to be injuries we're not too concerned about, and if you let your mind wander too much and you say, well, Burrow's kind of hurt. What if it, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, who cares? Like, 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 honestly, until we have evidence that Joe Burrow's calf injury will be severe and not something that he can easily rest up and be fine, until we find out that the groin injury isn't just, it's not a big deal or anything, as Pete Carroll said, until we find out that it's more, are we going to run the risk? Are we running a bigger risk by not taking either one of these guys at their steel territory and letting somebody else take them? Is that a bigger risk than, than investing? And I say yes. I say Kenneth Walker, bigger bigger risk avoiding him than taking him. Joe Burrow, bigger risk letting someone else get him in round six than to take him in round six. And Joe Burrow is falling into this territory. It's just, it's crazy to me. I'm here to calm the storm. I'm here to do the best I can to reel people in. And is there going to be risk with Joe Burrow? Absolutely. And I'm going to do a video on Joe Burrow and Fields and why I think it's important if you have gone all in on Burrow all season long, there's nothing wrong. In fact, I encourage it to you to turn your your majority share holding uh, 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 pieces of your future teams, turn them into a 60-40 Fields over Burrow. If I'm sitting there and Fields is there at, at 6.1 or 5.8, and I think Joe Burrow is going right around the same territory, I might draft Fields over Burrow in 60% of my leagues going forward until we hear a total update that he's fine. There's nothing wrong with that because I've consumed so much upfront Joe Bur- Burrow shares, I'm loaded. I'm loaded, and I'm not going to dial it down. I'll take a 40% share of Joe Burrow going forward to accommodate and wash some of the risk and to lay off a little bit. And I'm going to go all in on fields in a lot of ways going forward, not because I doubt Burrow. I will still do the 60-40 split, but I need more shares of fields anyway. And this gives me a good excuse to say, now it's time to level it out kind of thing. So I encourage that. I don't encourage you to avoid Burrow. I think Burrow wins leagues in round six. I think if you can get him in six versus Fields in five, now Joe Burrow is better than Fields because of the ADP value. And then you got to weigh that out. But I do not discourage you to go ahead and and divide up your shares at least 50-50. Go 50-50 Fields-Burrow going forward. You do best ball drafts, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, and we go live every single, it's changing uh, uh, it's changing now that we got the, the 8pm show, we're going to go live um, on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty doing drafting um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday like usual um, but we're going to definitely moving forward this is the new schedule 
uh, moving forward. Monday through Friday, starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, this is this is all changing. Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern instead of 7. That will never change. Well, I can't say never, but it's cemented in for the long term, okay? And that means that if daylight savings kicks in for you in October and it changes your, your 8 p.m. Eastern, then you got to accommodate for that. But it will stick to the 8, 8 p.m. Eastern so we know what it is and it's not volatile. 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday instead of 7. I'm live whenever news breaks. That never changes. And I'm live at 1 a.m. instead of midnight Eastern because we have to keep some breathing room between the 8 p.m. show and the midnight show. Otherwise, they're just going to run into each other, and I can't do that. i got to have a couple couple hours of, of space in between. And I'm no longer doing the Monday, Wednesday necessarily off. We're going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday live, Okay. Um, the, the Sunday part is going to be flexible until kickoff, but this is the schedule 1 a.m. Eastern Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, straight on. Okay. This is your start bench time. This is the crucial time we're getting into the season. This is the schedule moving forward. Uh, we got some super chats coming in here. Uh, super chats right here. We got Melvin dropping a $2 hauler Smitty to the moon. Appreciate you, Melvin. Melvin, I'm sending you to the moon. Young, young to the man. moon. Thank you, Melvin. Appreciate you. Tucker dropping a $5 hauler. 10-man league. Uh, Tucker says, I'm taking Bijan at 1.4 in my redraft. What's the best team to build around him? Rounds four or five. Rounds four and five. Bijan to the moon. Best player available. I wish I could give you a, a concrete answer. Like, go wide receiver. It's not that way. You got to go with the flow. But in general, I will tell you that the, the, my favorite teams end up being something along the lines of if you're taking Bijan at 1.4, you know, if Garrett Wilson or St. Brown fall, you obviously snag those guys. If not, Alave is usually there, especially if you're drafting with your grandma and, and, and in an ESPN draft or you're not drafting on underdog with us. You're drafting with a bunch of sharks like us, then you're going to probably see Alave get snagged. But nine times out of ten, Tucker, you're going to get Alave, and I'm going to take him because Alave could be a top five wide receiver. A top five wide receiver hides among the people. His cost of entry is near illegal. Few see him coming. Many stay away. His name is Chris Olave. So, Alave in two, then in, in round three, you're looking at, I mean, honestly, bro, honestly, I, I, you know, it depends where you're drafting that particular draft slot. I would not be afraid whatsoever to take Jameer Gibbs there, but you want to try and get him at four if you can. I'm very hesitant to say Gibbs in three to a lot of you because you have the opportunity. These people you're drafting with half the time don't know what time it is with Jameer Gibbs. They don't. And so you're really kicking yourself right in the nuts. You're giving yourself a nut shot. Just right in the nuts because you're grabbing Gibbs because you're excited and you're not reading the room. So it's up to you whether you're going to take Gibbs in the third or fourth. Uh, if you take him in the third, then the fourth round now opens up. You no longer need to take Walker there. You no longer need to take Burrow there. Those guys are downstream. Now in round four, you get to do whatever you want. You could go a Watson. You could go a London. You could go a Debo. You could go a whole bunch of different players in round four. Um, sometimes Stevenson falls. Sometimes weird players fall. I can't tell you. Round four is very tricky. You got to go best player available. But but round five, you start getting back into the conversation of of, of the Burrows and Walkers, but you want to try and push them down too because of all the injuries and you can get them both in potentially six. 
you know, Burrow in five and Walker in six would be a smash. Uh, Fields in, in five, um, Walker in six, that would be a smash. I'd go in all those different directions, my guy. Okay, so like uh, Bijan, Alave, Gibbs, Watson, Fields, Walker, walk to the bank. You know what I'm saying, bro? Overcome dropping a super chat, but but is he a cowbell? I don't know. <laughs> poor, poor, what was his name? I even forgot already. It was uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy 44. Poor Jimmy 44. Jimmy, I hope you call in today because I, I, I love you, pal. Jimmy 44 gave us a lot of funny content and, and Jimmy 44 is like a legend already. He needs to, he needs to accept and embrace his legend uh, legacy that he's currently earned already. Uh, he came in here talking about a cowbell. He's like, tell me other, how many other cowbells there are in the league when it is bell cow. Uh, so yeah, we want more cowbell. We want more uh, cowbell. <laughs> There's Shard White cowbell. I love Jimmy. Jimmy, you better call in, bro. You better call in. We need more Jimmy in our life. That's for sure. Jimmy to the moon. Jimmy to the moon. To the moon. You become one of my favorite callers already. Thank you for the super chats, guys. Jordan Love, trust me. Uh, you know, you don't have to invest in him in a way that's going to break you or lose your league. So if I'm wrong about it, it's one of those those risks I'm, will, I'm willing to take and willing to shovel out there in a massive amount of uh, uh, confidence. Jordan Love is, is going to look really good. Jordan Love is going to be a nice surprise. And Jordan Love is going to feed Christian Watson with a spoon. And he's also going to feed the heck out of uh, Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed. This is going to be a pretty good offense. And I think everyone's going to have a problem saying, well, why didn't Aaron Rodgers do this? You know, But the thing is, it, sometimes fit is just fit. Sometimes motivation is motivation. Sometimes it's all different for each individual player in each individual spot. Rodgers needed his reset. He got it, and he's going to thrive. He's surrounded by amazing talent. Jordan Love's going to thrive. They're both going to thrive. It's going to be almost awkward to watch both these guys balling out at the same time. It's going to be confusing, but it is what it is, and I truly believe it's going to happen. More bell cows er Cow bell Dijon to the moon. Let's go Deckard, Deckard to the moon. Appreciate you, Deckard, for the super chat. Alave to the moon, that's right. Alave is going to the moon. I would rather draft Alave at his ADP over Garrett Wilson ADP personally. I, you know, I keep telling people, that's Swaggy's comment. I keep telling people that when we say Garrett Wilson, we need to also in the same sentence, comma, also Chris Alave. So Chris Alave could absolutely be a top five wide receiver. Why is he? A, well, he's got an animation for a reason. He's on the Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. He's on the Mars man list for a reason. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. There's no, there's a, there's a reason Garrett Wilson and Alave are both on the Mars men list. The Mars men list is a very special list. It's the Moon men list is great, but the Mars men list is elite. And when you have Alave sitting here on the Mars men list, and we have Garrett Wilson sitting here on the Mars men list, and they're both top five, I don't want to hear. Oh, Smitty, Smitty, why don't you tell me that Alave could have been as good as Garrett Wilson? They're they're essentially the same. In some ways, Alave was as impressive, ex- almost exactly as impressive with the quarterback carousel, the 1,000-yard season, the leading the league in air yards. Like, And he gets Derek Carr, who just throws missiles downfield. He proved that with Devontae Adams. You could, you could doubt Derek Carr all you want, but if you're, playing, if you're playing fantasy football, you need to understand what's going on. 
You got to understand that Derek Carr might be the very best thing Alave could have asked for. That's fantasy football. That's not. That doesn't. They don't need to win a championship. They don't need to even make the playoffs. They could. They could. They might. They will. You will. Well, we could have that debate all day long. But what matters is does Derek Carr feed wide receivers and does he laser lock onto them like Aaron Rodgers did? Yeah. The answer is yeah. And Winston would throw a bunch of air yards. He made Olave the top air yard master in the entire National Football League as a rookie until he went down. So you think Derek Carr is not going to throw the, uh, put some air under the football? You're out of your mind. So Olave to the moon. There's a reason we continue to talk Olave all offseason long. And people that don't listen are going to feel pretty, pretty ashamed of themselves. Thoughts on Jamison Williams in the 10th? It's okay, but bro, he's missing six games. Like, I think I could find... I think Kadarius Tony's falling to the 10th right now. I'd rather take Tony than Jamison. Jamison played six games last year and only caught one pass, if I remember correctly. Is that correct? Somebody fact-check me on that. Six games he played. People think he just showed up in the final game, caught a caught a nice touchdown pass, and that was it. That was, you know, a great sample size. No. I, I'm not saying he won't get back to form. I like Jamison a lot. But he played six games. And he had one touchdown. What's the best opinion uh, option for his website? Uh, yo, chat, what is the best option for his website? M- my website's thefantasyfootballshow.com, uh, chimp. So, chimp, this is where you go to get your fantasy football content, my guy. You got rankings year-round, trade calculators, bold predictions, uh, text advice. Go get some at the Fantasy Football Show, chimp. It's all right there for you. All for the taking there. Uh, Neil with the super chat says, Smitty, what's up, Smitty? Any thoughts on these older running backs and are are these older running backs uh, that are looking for a team still? Cook, Hunt, etc. Um, Dalvin Cook left. Let me see if I can pull that news up and put it on screen because that is still very, very important news today. And we must discuss that as well. Um, Dalvin Cook left without a contract. He left New York without a contract and is headed to Miami, which is a very interesting development and choice of, of landing spot now. Um, in terms of like where he's going right now, here is Jeremy Fowler talking about this from from uh, ESPN. Let me drop this on the screen here. And there she goes. After spending Sunday with the Jets, Dalvin Cook has headed back to so- South Florida. By all accounts, his meeting with the New York Jets went well. He remains a free agent. And yeah, he goes to Florida, so let's just understand that. But that's another reason why people think he could go there, and he's leveraging New York. Now, New York gave him a nice little like pat on the back, and to be honest with you, it was kind of sickening how the fan base just oblivious to what this would do to Brees Hall, you know, in terms of like, you don't want Brees Hall even thinking about this right now. He's trying to come back from an ACL tear. I truly believe that he would overcome it with, you know, flying colors, but, but I don't want Brees off target like I want to focusing on getting back not worried about anything and I don't think he would be necessarily and he'll 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 end up winning out on this I'm not worried about it at the end of the day it's just to me it would be disrespectful to bring in Dalvin Cook and what I'm hearing is that they're not going to break the bank whatsoever to bring him in and the the tone was you're coming in to support Brees Hall that is the vibe I got from several people close to the situation. I can't guarantee that this is all accurate because there's a lot of people talking about this and there's a lot of different um, angles that are that are being like pushed out there into the news world. So I don't really know, honestly, firsthand what is being said or what's going on. But from what I gather, it's been very, very clear 
to, to Dalvin Cook that he's coming in to support Brees Hall. And I don't know how he's going to take that. And they're also going to pay him at that level of, of money. And so he's going to have to swallow some pride. And it, it makes it a little bit tough to like judge the situation because if you watch the video of Dalvin Cook walking around practice, they're like, Dalvin Cook! Dalvin Cook! And they're cheering his name and they're chanting and, and this oblivious crowd, this oblivious crowd, just wanting controversy? No, you don't want controversy. They're just there excited, but they don't know. They don't know football like the way they should. At, at, at sitting here at the these are these are these are like I don't know. They they don't understand that this probably wouldn't be the best thing for the offense. Now I would say I would say that Cook would be an interesting add if something happened to Brees Hall. Sure, but you don't want to take off the field your best player you don't want him off the field and so it wouldn't be a great move I think to bring Cook in and just remove carries and take carries away from Brees Hall I don't think that would happen I don't think that would happen but I also think that Cook was leveraging the New York situation to get more money from Miami and I think he's back to Miami to go try and get a deal done there but I don't think he likes the offer that was presented I think he would have accepted it he wouldn't have left without a contract if the if the money was right. And I think the Dol- the the Jets probably wind and dined him. So we really like you. We really like to have you here. The Jets fans were chanting, "We want Dalvin. We want Brees to feel uncomfortable." Like they don't know what they're saying. I'm sorry, Jets fans, but you gotta you gotta understand what you're doing there. I think everything looked good, but then like you know when you go to a, you go to buy a car and the car dealer is really friendly with you and everything seems like it's going well and then at the end he goes okay here's your payment seven hundred dollars a month and then it gets the friction starts happening you're like okay you aren't my friend after all i sat across from you thinking you were gonna do me solid and now you're throwing down the seven hundred dollar a month payment on me bob that's how this probably went i imagine i imagine i'm guessing i imagine that dalvin cook sat down after the entire thing and they said look we can only pay you you know one million dollars <laughs> and it, which would be great for any of us right but Dalvin Cook probably said that's not what I'm here to do. And he probably left a little bit upset that it didn't go exactly to plan. However, maybe the two connect again and there's some sort of middle ground. Maybe Dalvin Cook's offer wasn't as bad as I think. But I have a feeling that's why he left. You know what I'm saying? Uh so anyway. Um let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and read the rest of this. That's that news. Jonathan Taylor, we've already talked about that a bunch, so we'll leave that for last. Um, this right here, Alvin Kamara uh, is going to meet with Roger Goodell and regarding regarding his arrest and potential suspension. So we're definitely going to hear more about that. Okay, so hang tight on that. Appreciate you all uh, in, uh, enduring all my Alvin Kamara content the entire offseason. But I'm still drafting this man because he's still going in like the 7th and 8th round. It's crazy to me. Uh, he could bust. He could absolutely bust, but there's really no risk at that territory. So go ahead and keep drafting him. I think it's going to be a two to four game suspension. It might be a one to three game suspension. It could be anywhere in there. But the bottom line is this: the details of the situation are Alvin Kamara. He it was a misdemeanor of uh, public. Um, what was it? Public? What was the? Let me let me look up the exact uh, uh, thing. Dalvin Cook charge. Dalvin. I'm sorry, Dalvin Cook. Um, uh, Alvin Kamara. Kamara charged with 
It was um, the the original one was conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in bodily harm, and then what it ended up being at the end of the day was ridiculous. It was uh, what was it? it was public? Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. I want to get I want to get it right. I want to I want to report it right. I don't want to I don't want to say it wrong. Alvin Kamara. It was a ridiculous. It's a ridiculous charge. All right, here it is. Um, no contest misdemeanor charge. To here it is. Plead guilty to uh, breach of peace. <laughs> Bre- breach of peace. And let me put this on screen here. Sorry, some of you might have already said it in the chat. Uh, so I'm, tra- I'm trying to I'm trying to find it to make sure it's accurate. So here's Dalvin Cook's charge: breach of peace. So if anybody thinks so, now the league can do what they want in terms of like, okay, you you didn't live up to the standard of the, of the NFL, to the standards that we hold true, and you know we can suspend you alone for that for three or four games. Like, and they can't. They they have full discretion over that. But we've seen Deshaun Watson. We've seen a bunch of different situations. Um, unravel, and there's really no negative press on this Alvin Kamara situation. We're the only ones that go live on it. We're the only ones that go live on it. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody goes live on it. Nobody in the in the mainstream fantasy football space talk about it whatsoever. No one has the balls to say he should probably be suspended for the year for what he did, honestly, but I'm going to go ahead and draft him anyway. Instead, it's just me. It's just me going live on it. No one has gone live on this. When the video, the first video was leaked, no one went live on it. When the second video was leaked, no one went live on it, except for me, both on both accounts. So when we look at this to the letter of the law in terms of suspension by the NFL for the misdemeanor itself, not the presentation or the, the keeping to the standards of the NFL, which again, they can do something on that. Saints running back Alvin Kamara pled no contest, not even guilty, no contest to a misdemeanor charge of breach of peace. Which is like, I don't know, me going outside and yelling with my megaphone. Let's go, Jordan Love. Let's go, Jordan. Jordan Love. That's breach of peace. That's breach of peace. This didn't say he hurt an an individual. Didn't say there's battery involved. This didn't say anything. So, you know, let people run away from Alvin Kamara. I'll scoop them up at 7th and 8th round value all day long or eighth and ninth round value it just depends on where who you're drafting with what kind of bob you drafting with okay on to the to the to the news um regarding um jt so jt um oh tim patrick uh was carted off the field earlier it ended up being an achilles tear so his season is done and his career is probably over at this point because you know he's had trouble staying healthy, and I, I'm, I have no faith in Tim Patrick moving forward, staying on the field. And it's a shame because he was getting a lot of buzz, like, "Oh, he's our number one wide receiver. He's the best wide receiver out there." But he's had the ACL, he's had a bunch of injuries, and he can't stay healthy. Uh, JT met with his owner. Okay, JT met with his owner behind closed doors, and and they had a frank conversation where his owner said, "We're not, we're not signing you." We're not, or we're not extending you. We're not extending you, and you're under contract. You know, for one year. Okay, they can franchise tag him. He is a free agent after this season. This is this is uh, JT's contract right here. Okay, he's getting paid four point three million dollars 
He's got a dead cap hit. Let me highlight this so you can see it. He's got a dead cap hit. It's super reasonable. Probably one of the most reasonable dead cap hits in the in the National Football League. So here's his dead cap right here. Dead cap column. In 2023, 813,000. Now that sounds like a lot to the to the random Joe, but we're talking about I think Kirk Cousins having a 40 plus million dollar dead cap. We're talking about I think Diggs has a 50 plus million dead cap. I think Debo's got like a 30 million dollar dead cap, give or take. And so the point is here that when you have a dead cap of 813, it's not a big deal for a team to trade you. You're not you're not you're not hampering their 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 checking account. Okay. Um, $4.3 million is a super reasonable amount of money for any team to pay uh, an elite running back, let alone a guy like JT. Okay, so the tradeability here is phenomenal. Like, you can trade him with ease because $4.3 million doesn't tax anybody and $813,000 dead cap doesn't hurt the, the team sending him away, the Indianapolis Colts. Very, very feasible trade idea. They, they could get kicked into gear eventually, even though Ursay said, I'm not trading him. I'm not trading him. I won't trade him. Um, Avi, put yourself on mute real quick while I finish all these points, and I'll come to you in a second. $4.3 million is a phenomenal amount of money to pay JT, and who cares if you've got to give up a second and a fourth rounder, you do some sort of Christian McCaffrey package, and you just pay the piper. You pay the piper, you get the running back in, and we've got several teams on screen we're going to talk about that are possible landing spots for him. But $4.3 million is nothing, okay? So there's that piece of information. He goes in, he wants a new contract. Ursay says, no, we're not doing it. He's made callous comments about the running back position. Ursay's made callous comments about running backs in general. He's made callous comments in regards to JT, saying that, oh, if I died and JT was out of the league, no one would care. These are all things that just throw fuel on the fire. And Ursay starting to feel a lot like the vibes coming from like a, a Snyder. This feels like a Washington Commanders former ownership type of situation. Imagine running a team like this guy. Imagine not caring about your number one overall player. Look, I get it. He's under contract. I get it. He's under contract. But this isn't how you handle it. You handle it with, with care. You handle it with, hey... Let me reel you in. Let me tell you that we have full intentions, if things go well, of signing you to a long-term deal after the season's over. But no, all we hear is, nope, not going to sign them. Running backs, we're not changing the market for the running backs or changing how the league handles running backs. Running backs are a dime a dozen. JT's out of the league next year. No one's going to care. This is not how you talk to or treat your number one overall player. And he is the number one overall overall player on the team. Make no mistake about it. It's not Anthony Richardson. Maybe it is someday. This is the number one overall player on this Indianapolis Colts team. And Ursay's just crapping all over him. And he says, you know what? I'm not trading you. JT says, I, I formally request a trade. Then they say, the, the, the answer to, from Ursay was, uh, we are not trading Jonathan. End of discussion. We're not trading him now, and we're not trading him in October. We're not trading him, period. And so he says, or then we hear rumors that they're going to put him on the NFI list, the non-football injury list, okay? Because of a back issue, JT comes out and says, never had a back issue, never reported a back issue. Not sure who your sources are, but find new ones. This is messy. And I, I think the only way out of this is for them to trade him and they need a team to step up and pay the piper 
so that the Colts have a way out of this. Because now, Ursay's put himself in a corner, backed himself into a corner, probably will not change his mind unless a team comes by and says, we're going to give you an offer you can't refuse. So, what happens from here? I don't know. I, I think Jacobs, if he went to one of these three, four teams, he would have, I'm sorry, five teams? Do I have five teams here? Five teams. JT would have better value on any one of these teams than he would in, 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 in Indianapolis uniform. Every single one of these potential landing spots that I've cooked up, these are the ones that I feel would be good landing spots. We threw Minnesota in there as a potential landing spot, but I know a lot of Madison owners don't want that. And they do believe in Madison to a degree, so I don't know that they're going to go there. Uh, same thing for you know a couple other spots that could have been potentially thrown on this list. This is my list. Miami Dolphins, we don't know what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. Chicago, I don't know that they're interested in it, but I think they should be. And I think it would turn that offense into an unstoppable uh, offense in 2023 immediately. Not to mention they're already kind of there anyway. Buffalo, I don't know if they'd use him properly, but I assume he would do really well. Uh, Chargers, Thunder and Lightning approach. It doesn't sound good to Eckler owners, but it's great for JT and his long-term value because Eckler's got maybe the one year left. Maybe maybe longer if they put him back into his receiving role because Eckler was one of the best receiving backs in the National Football League. It still remains that way, but he was like untouchable in that category because he was like way more receiving than he was rushing. Now he's running up the gut, and doing so is going to shorten his career. But if he flips back real quickly to a 70-30 a roll, a 70-30 split in terms of 70% receiving work, 30% rushing, he gets you 1,000 yards receiving and 450 rushing yards, all of a sudden you might get a year and a half, two years out of Eckler at an elite level. Whereas right now, he could walk into this season and get injured by week 10, running up the gut, trying to carry the entire team on his back. And Kellen Moore likes multiple running backs, so this fits the bill for that potential you know, approach. Chargers would be great for JT. Baltimore Ravens, they're dealing with J.K. Dobbins, who apparently thinks he can hold out. He apparently thinks he can hold out. He apparently thinks he's got legs to stand on on this, but he does not. And the team has come out and said this is a really complicated situation. I wouldn't be surprised if they said 4.3 mil. Let's support Lamar. Get it done. Bye, JK. Hope that was fun for you. I hope you thought. I hope you get what you want out of that, JK, because you just lost your job. It's as simple for JK to lose his job. Baltimore, Chargers, Buffalo, Chicago, Miami. Every one of these landing spots is better than this toxic situation where he's not going to be motivated he's not happy to even play football his quarterback's going to vulture touchdowns the offense is changing again they're going to be a lot of stack boxes against him because they don't really have a lot of receiving options some people try and get excited about Pittman and Alec Pearson I get it but this team's not going to throw like you think in year one as as Anthony Richardson gets his feet under him and he vultures JT's touchdowns Every single one of these spots is better for JT's fantasy value. Even the crowded backfield in, in LA, it is. So my 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 interpretation of this situation in order to get fixed is to get, get traded, or I'm not I'm fading them. I'm fa I'm already fading every single Indianapolis Colt. I'm not going near them. Not one, not Pittman. I don't care if they run. Oh, Pittman's going to open up. I don't agree. 
I don't agree. I think no one's going to be moving the football down the field effectively if you don't have this guy on the field. You take away your best player, how in the hell can the offense be better? It's not. It's not. JT needs to be traded or he's in a void. It's the, 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 the cold, hard truth. And I'm staying away from, even if he stays, I'm staying away from every Indianapolis Colt in 2023, plain and simple. And that's just that's just the way it is. And you can disagree with me if you want, but I'm drafting not one single Colt player, whether JT stays or not. The fantasy football phone lines are open. Uh, let me put this caller on hold here. Uh, 60, 603 caller, you're live. Who's this? Tell me where you're calling from. Hampshire. What's up, Harrison? Let me put you on hold because Avi's been waiting, Harrison, and I'll come right back to you. Okay, pal? Sounds good, bro. All right. Harrison, from from where? New Hampshire? Yes, sir. Harrison, New Hampshire. Gotcha. Okay, Avi, talk to me. You're live. Yo, what's going on, Smitty? Yeah, I totally agree with you. The Colts are a mess. Um, you know, I like Jonathan Taylor. You know, if he plays for the Colts this year, I don't think it's going to work out well. Like, there's too much drama going on. And even Pittman, I would not take. Like, he doesn't have the best quarterback, new quarterback there. So the whole Colts, I agree, are, are a mess. You should stay away. There's just, just better options. Stay clear. Just run, run. No, Col- <laughs> I don't care if JT stays. Yeah. If, he, if he goes, I especially avoid all Colts. And there's no, there's no Michael yeah. Pittman resurgence if JT's gone. You know, it's so crazy of people the way people want to talk themselves into Michael Pittman. I I, I like Pittman. Look, first of all, we got Pal Derby dropping 50 gifted memberships. Then he comes in and drops another 50 gifted memberships. He's dropped 200 gifted memberships. Pal Derby's at risk of becoming the highest gifted membership person in in a single live stream. I hate to break it to him, but it is 200 um, by by DW, who hasn't shown up for, for a month or so. I'm really worried about DW. Oh, where's that at? Hold on. Here's the DW. The highest gifted membership all-time record is two, oh, 250 by by uh, DW. But but I'm not I'm not asking Pal Derby to, to overstep that. I'm just merely letting you know you're you're on the verge, pal. You're getting there. You're the closest anybody's been in a long time to that. So I appreciate that. Pal Derby dropping two, and that deserves a twenty dollar holler like you know ovation at least, even though it's way over that. Alert. Super chat alert. Pal Derby to the moon. Appreciate you, pal. Um, okay, go ahead, Avi. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, no, I don't really got much else. Like, the, I'm other guys can talk. I just think the Colts, you know, just stay away. Like, there's, there's no reason you should pal, go after them. Pal Derby. <laughs> pal Derby to Mars. Uh, yeah, I agree. Why go after a Colt? Why go after a Colt? What what uh, what good can come out of going after a Colt player at this point? All right, Avi, hang tight. Harrison from New Hampshire, hang tight real quick. Let me get this color on hold. Uh, three, uh, three, three, seven caller. You're live on the show. Who's this? New Orleans, and I'm just happy to finally hear somebody that agrees with me with the Alvin Kamara situation that's going on right now. Because uh, I drafted a lot of Alvin Kamara. I also drafted a lot of Kenneth Walker. So, uh, you know, it's finally it's finally good to hear somebody that agrees with me. And I think I'm going to be a new listener to your show and everything. So, uh, and, uh, 
yeah, so I'm I'm rooting for you, and I hope everything goes well because I drafted a lot of those two players. Hey, I hey, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, hang tight, stay on the phone. Don't don't drop off. We're gonna keep you on. A, we do a little panel thing once in a while where all of you kind of hang out and we just kind of chime in. So hang tight. Um, uh, let's go back to Harrison. Harrison, go ahead. You're live, pal. Hey, Smitty. I just have a quick question. So I'm in a 12-team, one-point PPR league format, and I got and they just released our draft order, and I got the 101. And I I had I, I had Jefferson last year at the 103, but I kind of don't want to take him again because like I like to root for a new player every year, basically. Okay. So, would it be crazy to take Chase over Jefferson? No, I take Chase over JJ every almost every time. I mean, not every time. I'd say like maybe thirty percent, twenty or thirty percent of the time, I might take JJ, or or I'll take Bijan. <laughs> you know, that's, what, but, that's also what I wanted to ask. Like, is it crazy to take Bijan at the one on one? No, it's not at all. I think you'll get people laughing at you. About a hundred percent of the rest of the league will laugh at you, but you, you know who cares. But you could trade down is probably the better approach. And that might be where someone could actually justify a little bit of a laugh and just say, bro, you could have traded to four. Why didn't you? Oh, I don't know. I just want to reach. You know, So, like, there is that argument. Like, trade down to four. If you trade down to four, you're almost guaranteed Bijan in 99.99999% of the situations unless one of us are in the draft. Um, I would even think about five, like a 105. So you, I, you know, got I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't risk it. I would say four is good. But if you were to trade down, but you could do five. If you trade down to four, I, I mean, bro, all you got to do is think about, like, where's the, the draft got those league winners sitting in? In, in, the, in the fourth and fifth round are really good. In the third round, especially. So That's if you could. This year. So if you could move your third rounder into two, which probably be hard to do, but you could, you probably have a better shot at moving like your sixth rounder into the bottom of four or something weird like that to to make that change, and then and then all of a sudden you got instead of a sixth rounder like a and I love Pacheco. I'm just giving you an example of my best case scenario so that I can I can actually fight this with uh, honesty instead of like trying to throw a a, neg- a bad name out in sixth round. So let's use a player I love. Pacheco to turn Pacheco into a 4.12, you know, player that could be that could be a difference maker. Like you know, I mean, it just depends on who you like. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of it fall there. But, like a Justin Fields around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it was the fifth round, so let's say seven. Let's call the seventh round into Fields in the fifth. Like that is worth obviously moving down to to, to get a guy you were going to take anyway. You know, like Bijan. You get Bijan, you turn your seventh rounder into Justin Fields or Joe Burrow, and you're literally so ahead of the game, bro. Like that's what I would do. I but I, but if I didn't, I'm definitely taking Chase one point one. He's my one point one this year. All right, I just wanted to say thank you once again. Have a great night, Smitty. All right, you can hang tight if you want, uh, Harrison on 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 hold. Let's go back to Clinton. Clinton, what else did you have? Oh, yeah, I also wanted to ask you a question about, okay, I'm in Louisiana, so I can't do no uh, underdog drafts, but I've been doing a hell of a lot of, on DraftKings, you know, and, um, like, pretty much the same kind of deal, but I'm watching a lot of content from, like, people doing underdogs, so I'm wondering if that's any advantage, like, watching people doing underdog, but yet I mean, doing it well. On- yeah, I mean, we, you know, we don't, like, yeah, we don't do it. Any or like, we don't do anything. That, we don't do it. I've, I've just been doing fantasy for about three years now. Yeah, we don't do anything on the other platforms. I'm solely underdog, so that's really all I talk about. Um, but, but underdog, right. yeah, well, no, it's, it's fine. But underdog, you know, it, it's, it's such a fun, 
it's so much e easier to do it. I know you can't do it, but hopefully that opens up to you soon. Um, or if you travel, I don't know if you're, you can do it if you travel or whatever, but, but, uh, underdog. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know. We don't, pl we don't play on any other platforms right now. So I don't really know what the ADPs are or how it's going to translate over, but I would just say that, you know, in general underdog, um, ADP is pretty good. And, and I think that, uh, it's a little higher in some cases with some players, because I think a lot of people know what they're doing on it, you know? So like Olave has got a second round ADP on underdog. Maybe he's a little later somewhere else, or maybe he's a little later in your grandma league. Um, seems like ESPN has some crazy ADPs that you can take advantage of. You just want to use, no matter what platform you're on, you just want to use that suggested mm -hmm. rank as your guide. Because I'm not saying draft around it, I'm saying manipulate it. So if, if Olave's floating up to the 18 overall player, and he's like two picks away, and you're, you're on the clock... You got to take him because he's not going to last. But if he's like 15 players down because that ADP data is like horrible, then you know you can let him let him fly into the third round, let it ride, and come in and scoop him up. But you have to you have to manipulate and draft around the ADP so that you can take advantage of it. You know, because underdog Olave's in the in the second round. ESPN, he can go in the third and fourth round. There, there are a lot of analysts out there that create like content or something. They'll throw a graphic up on Instagram and they'll come by my feed and I'll see it and be like, who, who of the three of the experts on this draft did better? And you look down at it and you see a lava in the fourth round and you're like, come on, guys. Yeah. You know, they don't even, they don't even mention it. Like, <laughs> hey, do you think this is going to happen? It was just like, whose team's better? You know, it's like the guy casually has a lava <laughs> yeah. in the fourth round. It's like, come on, bro. That's like putting, that's like me putting a graphic up going, Whose team's better between me and these four guys? And you put you just plug Bijan, you Photoshop Bijan into the mid second round. It's like, come on, like so. It depends where you're drafting. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, I've also noticed like, what, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting another call. I'm gonna have to let y'all go. Sorry about that. All right, no problem. We'll, sorry to keep you, Clinton. We'll see you later, pal. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Smitty, you should try other platforms. We don't. I'm exclusive to Underdog, Omar. That's just the way it is. Let me get. Let me ask you a question, Omar. Do I look? Do I look like the kind of man that's going to go to a different platform right now? Does this sign speak to you in a certain way that your boy is an underdog man at the current moment in his life? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They've taken care of your boy, and we're taking care of them. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. If anybody wants to draft with us on uh, uh, th uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty, let's do it live. Okay, we're doing some drafts. Uh, go ahead, Avi. What else you got? Yeah, Underdog Fantasy is best. Um, about the Jefferson Chase uh, thing, I don't think you can go wrong. And uh, if you want to take Bijan, I want to take him one overall just because Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are so proven already. Like, yeah, you have to trade back if you want Bijan. I'm sorry, but I think you have, you have to take Jefferson or Chase at first pick. I'm not saying Bijan can't be number one, but I feel like if you take him one, you're kind of missing out on JJ a little. You know what I mean? Mm. That, that's all. Yeah, like, like I mean, little, I, mean I, I hear you, but I feel I feel the same way about Chase though. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. Ch Chase is my one. And I, I don't even hesitate. I take him. Well, I don't even. No, I don't even, I, mean, that's fine. I don't even play around. I just no. take him one. You know, if I, I don't trade down to two to get him because I, I want him. Huh? I don't want the guy to get cute in front of me and grab and grab him. 
Uh, Chase to me no, is he, gonna as long as too. as long as Burrow's okay, which all indications are more that he is than he isn't. So I think people are just in panic mode and making up stuff in their head. Like, let me just think of the worst case scenario. If 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 Chase go if Chase has Burrow all year, which I fully anticipate, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna catch over fifteen touchdowns of over fifteen hundred yards and um and I think he's gonna have over well over a hundred receptions. I think he's gonna have that big season and I'm not I hesitating drafting him. I think JJ's a little safer, though, just because him and Kirk Cousins, you got Addison on the side. You know, they lost Dalvin Cook. So, Jefferson, the Vikings are going to be trailing. Big. They're going to be in a lot of – Yeah. Jefferson just is Look, more I, the stable pick. I, I, dis- I, I disagree. Sure. I disagree. But it doesn't mean that you can't have this argument, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like your argument makes sense. But I, I don't think yeah, – yeah. I don't think I don't Not agree. I, I don't agree, but I under I appreciate the argument. I think that Joe Burrow's I, more stable. I think the Bengals' offense is more stable, but I also think that yeah, there's. But, but we're talking about splitting hairs here for the one and two overall yeah, pick. Yeah. Like this is where like no, Ron, no. Ron would argue with me on this. I'm like Ron, we're arguing <laughs> one one versus two. Like I'm not I'm not saying that yeah. Jefferson's not going to be amazing. Like he's the clear one or two wide receiver yeah. overall. I'm just saying when it comes to me. I see, I see yeah. Burrow and the Bengals offense is just the, the the reason I'm pushing him over. I see the touchdown production that that I think Cousins probably won't provide him, even though he provides him with more yards. Like you could argue that, but I think 1500 yeah. yards, 15 touchdowns, 100 plus receptions, and the potential any given season to be the only receiver in the National Football League right now that I think can get over 20 touchdowns in a single season. I don't think it it doesn't happen every year, but there is a season coming in the next handful of years. It could be this year, it could be next year, it could be the year after where Jamar Chase pulls in 20 plus touchdowns like Randy Moss did. Oh yeah, I also have a I did this trade like a month ago in the Dynasty League. I traded Patrick Mahomes and I got Joe Burrow and Damian Pierce. I needed an RB badly. I had no RBs. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, do. I don't mind that. I don't That's mind that. fine, right? I got I yeah. traded Mahomes and got Joe Burrow and Damian Pierce. That was yeah. trade. I don't mind that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, right, I, I could understand I'll... either side of it, but I, I definitely, you know, I like yeah. Burrow enough that give me Pierce all day. You know, yeah. the, I I like I... doing that move with like a Christian Watson. I love doing that move with a. Uh, yeah. I mean, you might be able to do that with Walker right now. <laughs> you might be able to get. You might be able to <laughs> trade Jalen Hurts. For Joe Burrow and Walker, two injured players, and I, and I, you know, you could say that that's risky, sure. Yeah, I like Joe being dynasty though. And dynasty, I think Bengals. I think they're gonna be good. We got a draft report. We got a draft report incoming. We need to have a, a, a like a, a sound or a button for that. Uh, Smitty <laughs> Walker just went six point six in this BB draft right now on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty Walker went six point six. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, guys. I, I I just I don't understand the freak out is not um proportionate. It's just not a proportionate freak out. And I th- I think every oh. everybody needs to um everybody needs to take full advantage of this while you still can because it's not gonna this opportunity could close the door could close as quickly as it opened, similar to how it did so with Saquon Barkley. When Barkley was, I don't know if you remember, there were a couple people in here that were like, I wouldn't even take him, you know, at all, or I wouldn't even take him in the third round, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna subside, 
You know, the situation is going to subside, and it did. And now Barkley's going in round one again. Like, we were able to get Barkley at three, yeah. and now he's back in one. You know, so Walker, Barclay, Walker at 6.6 is win a league material. I took Barkley third round last year, and I got hated for it, and he almost won me my league. I, I got him 3.1 last year. That's where I took him. He was nice. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Hey, let me hit let me hit the phone line button here. Everybody, call in. Yeah, yeah. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Is Kamara going to get suspended or not? Like, I yeah, I mean, Kamara's. Like, I, I mean, wouldn't shock me if he w- didn't get anything. But um, he, Kamara, but Kamara, I feel like it's going to be like four max. I feel it's like it'd be, be like three to four now. Yeah, it's one to if, four. One to four. Yeah. It's one to four, probably. I mean, could it be four to six? I highly doubt it because they haven't put up a yeah. stink at all. Like, if the NFL comes out and goes, look, for what you did, you should be six games for disrespecting, you know, the the you know the, the integrity of the league, then you would ask yourself, why didn't you do this earlier? If this is so disrespectful, wouldn't you just yeah. put them on paid leave? Because you could have done that. They should have done that. They should have put them on paid leave and said, go work out your problems. We can't technically, mm-hmm. to the letter of the law, uh, suspend you, um, but you know be, until this legal process plays out. But we can certainly put you on paid leave, which is not a punishment, you know, in, in a sense because they're paying them and say come back when it's all resolved. They didn't. So for them to to throw a six game suspension now would be shocking because then you'd be admitting yeah, you should have did something. Course. All right, hang tight, real quick. J Far, J you're live. Hey Smitty, how you doing? I'm good, bro. What's up? You know, I'd like to talk about uh, Jameer Gibbs ADP. Um, to me, last year, Swift was going at a higher ADP. And uh, and I think now they got rid of Swift. Jameer Gibbs is taking that same role. He's a more talented player than Swift. I, don't, I see him as an extreme value at round three. What do you think about that? I mean, you know, you know what I think about that. I mean, but no, they, I know how you think about yeah, that. But yeah, like, I mean, you just want to, you just want to hear it. You just want to hear it again. Look, I don't blame you because I like saying it. I like saying it. Let me play this little science uh, for you. This little science behind it. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt things just end up happening and that's why jameer gibbs is a top five to ten running back instead of top six to ten it's science bro it's science and it it speaks for itself uh jameer gibbs is jameer gibbs deserves to be way higher than the the mid third round i i hesitate every time to say that and one reason i'm not like tripling down or quadrupling down on gibbs content is because I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to overdo it. Because I, I mean, I've already done a lot of Gibbs content, but if I overdo it too much right now, I'm going to. Don't worry. Uh, that we're gonna start having our people drafting him in the second round, and we can't, we can't have that right now because he's falling no. so much later. So like, we have so many impatient Ians in here, and you know, <laughs> I love you all. I love you all. I accept you all for who you are. I'm not mad at you. I, I absolutely love how impatient some of you are. Don't change. None of you change. But 
I've got to cater to that a little bit and say, I've got a lot of impatient Ian's in my, in my live stream. And I don't want to get people so ramped up that I get people going, Smitty, you better be right. It just took him at 12 overall. And I'm going to be like, what are you doing, bro? I didn't say that. I said he's going to be top 10, but you draft him in the third round. But no, I mean, Gibbs, Gibbs could be, if you want to quite honestly know my running back like rankings end of season, he's in my top four. Absolutely, yeah, I think so too. So I mean, people uh, don't people don't want to hear. Some people don't want to hear that. Some people want to hear that. Some people don't want to hear that. But when I'm ranking my redraft running backs, he's four or five. At the end of the day, I'm not drafting him there. That's why I don't usually say yeah. that number. But when I'm trying to predict how it's going to fall, he's four or five. Bijan's one. He's four or five. Changing of the guard. Oh, Smitty, they haven't taken a snap yet. They're rookies, and they've never taken a snap yet. How can you say that? I can say it because <laughs> I did. It's my show, and it's, I can say what I want. Uh, Smitty, let me no, bring ask you one more thing. Yeah. Do you mind? Hey, uh, what do you think about Jared Goff's value? I just love that team around him, St. Brown, Gibbs. I think he has a pretty pretty deep running core. The offensive coordinator is probably top 10 in the league. What do you think about Jared Goff's value right now? I think he's got the same kind of value that Goff had and Geno had, like, you know, end of year. Like, where we're like, holy crap. You know, these guys actually kind of deserve to start. Um, can you guys hear me okay on the, on the, on the, on the phone or is it kind of far away? No, we hear you good. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, this is just one of those things where it's like, can you draft him to be a starter? No, you know, just like love, you can't really draft him to be a starter, but he can be your backup and slip into your starting lineup. You know, so Goff shouldn't be your starter. I mean, some people like to rotate like an Aaron Rodgers and Goff or a Love and Goff, and I'm okay with that, but I just think the value is so good in Fields and T-Law and Joe Burrow that there's no reason to even go that deep into the draft to get your quarterback. I understand the concept of, let me just get a bigger value. Let me, okay, let me see if I can get a bigger value. But at some point, like, take the value that, that you get what you pay for, you know, type of thing. And when you get Fields and Joe Burrow, who, in my opinion, Fields and Joe Burrow both fully deserve to be in the same drafted round as Mahomes and Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, but they're not. Therefore, you're going to take advantage of it. But I just don't see how those values aren't enough for people. They just still want to go seek out something in this 10th or 11th round because that's how their dad showed them how to play fantasy football. You don't take a quarterback, sonny boy. You just make sure you wait. Well, at some point, you got to say to yourself, yeah, I'm taking Fields in five or I'm taking Burrow in six, but goodness gracious, man, like he belongs in two. You know, what more do you want? What more do you want? Gibbs, same thing, taking Gibbs in the mid-third, but try and get him in the at the top of four if you can because he falls there a lot. Your grandparents don't know that Gibbs is going to pop off. Underdog doesn't know. Underdog fantasy doesn't know that Gibbs is going to pop off. And that's why one of the very, very best underdog fantasy promo code Smitty higher lows is Jameer Gibbs' 580 yards. Let me see if I can find that bad boy and drag it on screen. This is one of the best higher lows that they have out there. Here it is. Look at this bad boy. Underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. 
They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. This is how we draft. I'm going to drop the link in the live chat right now. And make sure you click that and sign up now so you can draft with us on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. you got to sign up ahead of time. You don't want to be caught with your pants down trying to get in there and signing up. And look at this. Look at this high or low here. Jameer Gibbs, 580.5 yards. I don't even know if they've altered that a little bit or what. But they don't They don't anticipate him doing well. Like, they, they, they look at him and they say, oh, this is what your grandma does. Looks at it and says, oh. You know, he hasn't done anything yet. Let's set a little moderate, you know, number when we all know he's going to come out and probably get this in a quarter of the season. You know, maybe five, six games he could get this. Not not saying he would get it in the first six weeks. I'm just saying there will be a point in Jameer Gibbs' rookie season where you could probably identify six games in a row somewhere where he gets 580 yards rushing. So I, I, I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. About Jameer Gibbs, and he's an absolute smash. Let's go to Mars man, Ron Navy. What's, What's up, Mar- up Mars? What's up, Mars man? Well, um, I'm sure I'm going to piss some people off, but I really don't care. Kamara is not a good person, and he's got karma in his name, and I really hope if the NFL doesn't do the right thing, like the legal system failed, our legal system totally failed, and I hope he doesn't make it through the season. I know we don't like to say that stuff, but in my heart, that's how I feel. I really hope he don't make it through the season. He doesn't deserve to be playing football as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, I, I, I can't sit here and it's say... On video, on yeah. video, we all saw it. There's no denying it. What happened, happened. He can't deny it. The legal system failed us. And, and, and yeah, I just can't stand people getting away with that. He's a bad person. He's yeah, a bad I, person. I, and he's I, not a good person, and he doesn't deserve. He doesn't even deserve the job. I he can't even deserve. He needs to be on the street somewhere, panhandling or something. That's what I hope for Kamara. I can't say that there's anything wrong with your thinking, Ron, because of um, because of what he's done is not acceptable. So I'm not I'm not gonna like condone it necessarily, but I'm I'm certainly not gonna say that, Ron. You you have unjustified. Uh, uh, thinking here because I think a lot of people share your opinion. I mean, Camara, Camara is just skating by, and if Ax, any, if anybody, if anyone, if, I am dealing with it, Ax. And guess what? I don't care. I don't care what anybody in the chat says. What, I, what, what did I, I feel, and that's what's out there because he is what did Ax, what did a terrible say? person. <laughs> what did Ax say? Oh, he said, "Deal with it." Yeah. Um, look, look, you guys, you guys got to understand. Like, Ron's not, Ron's not wishing injury upon like a, a normal human being. He's, he's, he, and he's not necessarily even saying that. He's being very loose with his comments. He's saying he hopes, he, he hope, he hopes maybe, he hopes maybe some somebody comes by and and maybe gives him the same dose of his own medicine. Is probably what Ron's referring to. But yeah, I mean, look, look, I, I wish I could stand on principle. And say, uh, you know, I'm not going to draft him, and I'm not going to condone drafting him. But you know, my job is a little different than the average person's job, and so my job is to say, look, I, I mean, I pretty, I've been pretty clear about how I feel about Kamara. I've told everybody he belongs 
no longer in the league. He should be suspended for the entire season. And if I was the commissioner, I would suspend him for the entire season. And I'm out here drafting him. I'm out here telling you guys to take advantage of the 7th, 8th, and ninth round value. But I've been very abundantly clear that I'm completely against what he did. I, I, I don't think he should be playing football. And I've had him on the Uranus list for the entire season. Who was the, the running back for Baltimore? That, Ray Rice. Um, Ray Rice. Ray. Ray Rice. Right? Rice. Just because if that would have been, if that would have been anything other than a woman, he would have been still playing football, and that's ridiculous. I don't care if it's a man, a woman, or anybody. It doesn't matter when you act like that. Guess what? He he was out of the league. That hey, can I can I, can I also matter. say this? Can I also say this? And I don't mean for. Any anybody that loves animals to, to like get mad at me or anything, but like if this was an animal, yeah. yeah what, what, I'm not saying animals aren't aren't people too. I love animals. I'm just saying if it was an animal, he would have been he would have been out of the league. Like it. So why is a human oh, being yeah. why is a human being worth less than it should be? You know, I'm not saying it's worth animals worth less. I'm just trying to prove a point. Michael, like Mike, yeah, yeah, that's where I was going. Michael Vick, Michael Vick didn't even dog fight, but he allowed this little uh, to my knowledge he allowed this organization of dogfighting to kind of like happen under his his wings and it got guy went to prison guy went to prison oh, was yeah. out of the league and th- and i'm not saying dog i'm not saying anything bad i love dogs dogs are the a man's best friend dogs are the best thing in the world i love dogs and if i saw somebody doing something to a dog i would lose it i would lose it so i want everyone to understand that i'm just saying that this human being <laughs> He can get. I guess some people would say that the dog can't fight back, and that the guy could have fought back. But the guy couldn't fight back. He was literally, if you watch the video, he was just getting absolutely blasted, <laughs> as if he yeah. was like, if he was just like a unconscious, like you know, slug. And everyone, you know, says oh, it's just a fight. It's just a little fight. <laughs> you know, it's just I don't know. Yeah. Smitty, right. I guarantee, and this is Terry, by the way. I guarantee you, if that was just. Someone like me or you, instead of Camara, we would have been in prison. Yeah, we Terry would be calling in with a two-minute timer from from a from a collect call. If it, 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 it sounded a little You'd something like this, right. it'd be like. But now, hey, now, I, mean, I, 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 I completely, I completely agree with you, Ron. Camara, uh, is so wrong for this. He's not a good person. He doesn't. He doesn't. You have a collect call. This guy, this guy called him the N-word. And then, you know, I mean, they got to have some kind of, you know, consequences for that. I mean, Alvin Kamara acted out at being, I mean, that guy got what he asked for in a way. I mean, he has to have some kind of responsibility for that. Let's not go Let's oh, not I'm, go there. That's what happened. Hey, 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 I'm a white guy, and maybe I'm a little biased, okay. but I'm from New Orleans. But that guy has a little bit to do with the situation right. happening. You let's, know? Let's, move, let's move on. I don't want this to go in a weird direction. Let's that's just move on. Yeah. Let's that's, move on. That's a cop-out. Kamara said right. that to right. get off. All right. he, he, wants, he doesn't want okay. the back. I understand. I understand. We can All move right. on. Let's, let's move All on right. from this topic. I, I really don't want to talk about Kamara today. And I, I appreciate Ron's stance. And Ron, a lot of people agree with you. So let's let's leave it at Ron. Ron with a W and a few people that are going to hate it. And that's fine. Um, but but back to back to um, back to Jordan Love. I want to know who here 
saw that touch, that crispy little touchdown toss that Jordan Love threw to Christian Watson today. That, that was very, very similar looking to the one he threw to him during the season last year. The rapport between these two looks amazing. Christian Watson looks amazing. And uh, and I'm excited for Jordan Love's season. I'm excited for Christian Watson's season. Is anybody here not on board the Jordan Love or Christian Watson train? Or maybe on, on board the Christian Watson train, but barely on board the Jordan Love train, but enough that you like Christian Watson? Or are you out entirely? So let's start off with uh, we'll start off with Ron. Ron, what's that? Ron, you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Uh, Christian Watson, Jordan Love. How do you feel about it? Love connected with them on a big long touchdown strike today, and it looked very similar to the to the touchdown connection they had in in during the season in 2022, uh, with the short sample size, the one half a half a game. But they scored on it together. They connected, and they did it again in practice today. It looked very similar, and the whole the whole crowd. I know it's a scrimmage and all that, or, or it's a practice. Um, but they did it in a game, so I, I mean, they got if they're yeah. just improving their connections. It's going to be great this year. It's going to be a good combo. He, I'm hearing such good things about him and his team's talking him up. And and, and when you see him make the throws, I mean, we actually have video of him out there doing it. So it's not like. It's not like we're we're remembering half a game and that's all we have. We have him going through the motions in, in camp and in practice, and he looks really smooth. He looks really smooth. He's making the connections. I I, I think Love is going to be so much better than people think. I'm not saying he's top five you know, or six. I just think he's going to be remember, in the 8 to 12 I easily. Remember Aaron Rodgers had to wait behind Favre to get his shot. And when it happened, Aaron Rodgers came in and he started killing it. And I think it's the same yeah. thing with Love. Love behind Aaron Rodgers. He looks now good. Now he's got his chance for possible. I, I I said on the live stream, I think it was last night or the night before, that it would not it would not shock me at all if Jordan Love outscored Christian Watson in Fantasy Football 2023. And people people didn't like it. They were they were in the chat. They were definitely getting upset about it. But I'm I'm just telling you how I feel. And and Kerry. Kerry says, can we please get a Watson animation? Um, a Christian Watson anim animation? Absolutely. A Deshaun Watson animation? We already have one. It's right It's right here. We have one. Yeah, he's in the... Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And Dalvin Cook's on here, too. And everyone always wonders why. Well, he's got the domestic, you know, this uh, abuse situation still lingering. You know, so he's got it. Camaras, like you were, like you were saying earlier, I'm really shocked that that he's going to Miami to get a second team look looking at him. Because uh, I'm glad he's not. He may still might go to New York, but if he does, I'm not scared anymore. Well, remember he went to Miami. Miami's his first. That was the first landing spot. The the Vegas odds were Miami, and then it, it shifted over to New York. But he left New York, which I don't think he would have left New York if it wasn't a low money, low ball offer. Like I think he felt the yeah. vibe. But what I heard, and again, I don't know 100. Um, percent I don't know 100% if this is uh, this is you know totally accurate or if it's been you know uh, uh, kind of like embellished or whatever, but that it was kind of like an amazing experience for him. You know, the fan base was chanting his name, which was ridiculous because I think they don't really understand what the ramifications are if they bring in a distraction for Brees Hall versus hey, let's enable Brees Hall. I think he'll still overcome it no matter what. I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook; he's injury prone and he's getting older and. 
But just, you know, that's not something you want to hear. You, like, you're the number one running back in the crowds chanting, Dalvin Cook. It was just stupid. Yeah. It was just stupid yeah. for the fan base yeah. to be to be, to be be doing that, in my opinion. But, but so it all seemed like a fairy tale for him. He's smiling. He, he, he's getting wined and dined on the sidelines. And able to go to the practice on the sidelines, that was weird. That was really weird. So you figure, okay, the Jets are very interested. But what I heard was once they sat down, it was a whole different, like, situation where it was like, hey, you know, you're here to support Brees Hall, and you're, you know, the the money's going to match that, you know, sentiment. And it did, and I think that's why he left, because it was like a nice presentation. You sat down, and it was kind of like when the car dealer has been so nice to you the entire time the car dealer has been walking you around. Oh, yeah, we'll figure it out. You know when the car dealer says to you, yeah, what do you, so what's your budget? And you tell them, and they're like, yeah, we'll work, we'll work around that. We can we can make something happen. And you're like, all right. You're walking into the to the car dealership. You get there, and then a, a switch gets flipped. And he's like, well, I don't make any of those decisions. Here's my here's my you know finance manager. And they're like, $7,000 monthly payment. Um, that's what I think probably happened. Wined and dined, made him feel great, sat down at the table and said, look, here's the deal. And Dalvin probably said, that's not what I felt like. This was, I'm out of here. But but I do think that maybe they're closer in money than either the possibility could be that they're closer in money than we think, and then at that point it's like you know all they have to do is nudge that around a little bit and then get him in. But I think he likes New York. I think he really likes New York. I think he likes how the fan base treated him. I think that's important to him. It's just going to come down to money, and I think Miami. He's leveraging New York initially for Miami, but maybe he's fallen in love with New York as he's done that. But I, I do think he's still leaning Miami at this point. But I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Um, I certainly don't want it. I'm certainly going to be, like I said, kind of like mad that the Jets would do that to Brees Hall because he's in the middle of a, an ACL recovery and it's his team and everybody knows it's his team and why they would bring in such a, a big name and distraction while he's trying to go through everything and process everything and you know get right. I just think it's not a great... It's, he'll he'll overcome it, but it's not a great distraction. I don't want it for I don't want it for Brees. It's not because Brees can't overcome it. I just think Brees could be put in the ideal situation if it's not this. You know what I mean? It just doesn't feel ideal for his recovery. But we'll see. I know a lot of people think that's just a biased take. I think the Jets aren't dumb to want him as a reserve and to pay him. So I think the Jets ultimately may have done what I would probably have done myself. To be honest, is like hey. We would be dumb not to get Dalvin Cook, but we certainly need to make sure he knows he's not the guy. Like, he's going to spell Brees Hall. If we need him to, to play a little more in week one and week two, he's going to play more in week one and week two. He's going to be there in case something happens to Hall because he'd be a good player to throw in there. But I would make it abundantly clear that, that this is Brees Hall's team. Our best player needs the football, and you're not it. You're not it. Brees Hall is the best running back on the team by far. So I just don't know what's going yeah. on there. If our community would have been there in New York every time they chanted Dalvin Cook, we would have been Breezes Pieces. All right, hey, let me get the let me let me get these super chats out real quickly. Hold on, uh, Rogers or Jordan Love? I mean, I'm taking Rogers, but I think Love is going to surprise people to a extreme degree, and so I have a Rogers and Love sleeper video coming out soon. So hang tight for that. Uh, Derek Hollins with a super chat. He's dropping a 10 wad. To 
the moon. That's my boy Derek. Derek's back. I think I might have... What did I say to Derek last time? I made Derek take a lap or something, but I forget. So, Derek, I have no recollection of it. Superflex, 12-man draft this Saturday. Should I go QB, QB, running back, running back at the fourth pick? If so, should I try and go get Hall at third and and uh, Gibbs in the fourth round? Um, I do like that idea. London would London or Watson probably after that even would be available just the way that Superflex rolls and and Ridley would be amazing. Um, I would say to you that go watch my um, how to dominate a Superflex draft video. If you search that term in YouTube, you should see my video, and that will explain what to do from the four pick one through six pick essentially and how to dominate. But essentially, it's take you know the quarterback for sure. Flip back to running back wide receiver in the second, third, and maybe even fourth round, depending on if you can get Love or Aaron Rodgers as your second quarterback. But that that is my strategy for 2023. Um, I don't necessarily go running back, running back, wide receiver. What You can't do that. You got to take the best player. Go with the flow, Derek. Don't draft a position. Draft a player. That's my That's my slogan. And you you can't you can't plan for anything except for going quarterback. So I go quarterback and then I revert back to running back or wide receiver because I'm not forcing a Danny Dimes or even a Deshaun Watson. I would just rather get Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, guys like that in the the fourth or preferably fifth round if you can get away with it. Only you're going to know because your ADP suggested rank is going to tell you and guide you. But that is the way you dominate. But go go YouTube that video after we're done here. I think you'll you'll get some some value out of that. Uh, it's how to dominate a super flex fantasy football draft, and you'll see my video. I think Joe Burrow's on it uh, on the thumbnail. If not, like email me at thefantasyfootballshow.com, and I'll send you a link. Just email me there, Derek. Keep your help. Keep your help. T- keep your help. I think you mean need your help. Uh, Ten team redraft full PPR one point three Tyree Kill in the second or AJ Brown in the third. I go AJ Brown in the third if it was me. I think it's really good value. Planning no. on planning on Bijan at one point three or Chase. Uh, I can't argue with any of that other than my advice would be keep AJ Brown in the third round. Uh, somebody sell say no. Tyree Kill in the second round would be the most OP player this season. What? Nah. The Cheetahs like I love AJ Brown, but I think Tyree Kill in the second round is a little better. You know, uh, yeah, you kind of had two different vibes. You, I don't, I, don't yeah. I, I, I disagree that it's a, it's a huge, like if they were in the same round, I could understand that. But the third round, I'd rather have the third, I'd rather have AJB in the third round because AJB is going at the, the 12, 13 overall turn. I don't know. I'm hearing bad things about Tyree killing camp right now too, bro. Yeah. Bad things. Yeah. I'm hearing that yeah. he doesn't look right. He's dropping footballs. He doesn't look uh, the same right now. That could change, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know how Tyreek Hill is a slam dunk over A.J. Brown for you. I, I, I got to understand taking him. He's got Tua. He's got a very complicated quarterback situation. And and A.J. Brown's got probably more security in, in his, his the, offense because, yeah, I mean. It's, the uh, Dolphins are going to be Tyreek Hill's dropping balls in Camp Smitty. Yeah, I've heard he's not looking. I'm not. I heard he's not looking great. But go, go ahead and, and say what you just said. What did you say about about uh, the Miami Dolphins attack? They're gonna be like like Hill has the ability every week to go for forty, and I don't think AJ Brown 
has the ability to go for 40. He actually has some crazy games, but Hill every week could drop you 40 fantasy points. So that's why. Oh my God! You don't think AJ has the ability of Hill? Not like Tyreek to drop 40 any given week. No. Yeah, I, I disagree. Okay. I disagree. But I like you know. I like uh, AJ Brown's offense. What you got? What you got? Uh, what you got to look at though is yeah. what you got to look at though, Avi is. Okay, so in round one, two, three, you get AJB here. You're gonna be able to get Bijan. You're gonna be able to get Bijan like here, he, which is what the guy's gonna do. And then let's say he gets, uh, let's say he gets uh, uh, Garrett Wilson or whoever here, or or whatever. So you could you could write in. You could write in Hill Hill here, and then we we'd have to see. I mean, it's comparable. It's not like the way you're wording it. Is if it's like yeah. you were like whoa no, and then you're, when you no, first no, no. when no. you first said it though it was a little a little strong. It and then... was. I also do think though it is a, like Tyree killed in the second round. I think your team has the ability to be the best. Like just but AJ but, but AJ yeah, Brown's I, still going in like the ten to like, twelve, so it's not it's not that big of a but difference. Tyree yeah. killed, you're talking about a round Tyree difference killed, in keeper value, bro. Tyreek Hill since 2018 has put up like numbers like two, three. Uh, Avi, I'm, tell- think... I'm telling you, Hill Hill looked bad in camp today. Nah, he, he, okay, nah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, hold on, uh, hang tight. Let me get let me get hey, through this. Smitty, Smitty. Yeah, I don't mean I don't to go know. off, but I had a question for you, buddy. I had a question about this thing. How do you feel about Dennis Allen? And how he's doing with the Saints, and if John Gruden might potentially be coming in to steal his job soon, because I've been reading a lot of stuff, and and I'm just wondering from your point of view to steal because, to steal uh, whose job? You know, I um Dennis Allen. I'm wondering if John Gruden could potentially come in in the next couple of years, things clear up, and be the Saints head coach. You know, and if Dennis Allen would be I... the defensive coordinator, and he would continue as the offensive coordinator and head coach. I mean, I hope so. I like Gruden. I hope Gruden gets another chance. I think he got the shaft, and uh, I I think Gruden deserves a, another shot. So hopefully, I think people will definitely, uh, definitely, I think uh, uh, get behind him in general. I think I don't think people are going to be upset at John Gruden. I hope John Gruden gets another shot. Um, but somebody said they'd rather have Tyreek Hill. Please understand the question. The question is AJ Brown in the third round as a keeper or Tyreek Hill in the second. This is not. This is not a uh, uh, an even like value kept area. Like you're getting AJ Brown in the third, or you're getting Hill in the second, and they're they're both they're both pretty close in ADP. Tyreek Hill is going around five or six. AJ Brown's going around seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like he literally, I've seen AJ Brown go seven. So it's it's not 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 that crazy to me. To to say you yeah, give me a, you give me a round yeah. you give me a round later, then you can build your team a little yeah. bit stronger, you know. So I I, mean, I get yeah. I get it, Avi, but you, Avi, you were acting like it was crazy, and I don't think uh, your stance is uh, crazy to like him in the second round uh, more. But I mean, uh, come on, let's uh, not act like it's way better. I mean, AJ Brown in the third, uh, Hill in the second. There's argue is arguable point there. Yeah, no, AJ Brown, he's a beast. I had him for a few. I had him on the Titans. He's a beast. Just Tyree kills my boy. He's the cheetah for the reason. I think he gets disrespected every year going in the same. How is he? But, but, but hey, to Travis's he's point, done. to it's Travis's really? point, to Travis's point here, how is he getting slept on? He's going in like number five, six, seven. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Now he isn't. Now he isn't. But years before, he was getting slept on. Before this season, Tyree kill was never like, 
oh six, seven, eight. He wasn't even there, and he like delivered like, that. Was that. Okay. Like, yeah, he let, let me like, let me get to these super chests. Second round, you're you're buzzing. Like whoever your first round guy, I just think. I think you could say the same thing about it. But okay, hang tight. Yeah. I got to get to these super chats. What are yeah, the yeah. odds of fantasy number one pick ends up number one? I don't know what the odds are. I've seen different data on this, but you got to look at like what league, what platform, what. Uh, but but you know I I think it comes down to injuries really. So if you have no injuries, you have a very very solid chance. Appreciate you, Ozzy, for dropping the one ninety nine. Sammy with that ten dollar holler. Appreciate you, Sammy, to the moon. Here's your moonshot. The moon. Uh, Sammy. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, planning on Bijan or Chase? Yeah, I agree. At one point three, Bijan or Chase. Uh, Harrison dropping the the super chat says too many hysterical hunters out there. That's correct. Uh, Harrison, appreciate you. Young dropping a super chat. Talk about Jordan Love again, please. And I did. There you go. Um, Jordan Love. I, I mean, I did. I don't. Young, I don't know if you heard me, but I just think he's going to be an absolute surprise. And I think that Christian Watson, who was arguably the best receiver in the National Football League over a four-game span, it, you can't trip and fall into that production that he had where he absolutely annihilated everybody else. I don't think you could find another player, maybe J.J., but I don't think so. Maybe J.J., where you find another player that had four straight games during that season, anywhere in the season, that, that matched Christian Watson's four-game span of being an absolute monster, at which point he ran for like a 40-plus yard touchdown on top of that, proving he's got that Debo Samuel potential if they want to use him to the tune of about 150 200 rushing yards a season he definitely could do that so absolutely love jordan love he looks great in practice we've seen him in camp throwing the football and when we see him out there connecting and throwing dimes all over the place let's not pretend that we only have last season a half a, a half a game to look at anymore because that was the argument smitty we only have a single half of football from 2022 to look at that's not true We've but now seen him. We didn't see we, we've now seen him over and over dropping dimes in in camp, and we're hearing Jair Alexander calling the best quarterback in the league, which is ridiculous. We understand that's a big reach, but the fact that he's saying that, you know, proves how much he loves him. You know, and when these these receivers say we love him, he's hitting every throw. Like, what more do you need to like at least get behind the cost of entry, which is practically like free territory in some sense. It's double-digit rounds. So love, 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 Jordan, love. Daniel dropping the $5 12-man PPR dynasty. I won last year. I picked 1.12. I have Hertz, Eckler, Mixon, Amara, Hollywood, Brown, DJ Moore, Ayuk. Uh, I want pick 1.3. Um, offered Ayuk. What what's your opinion? I want the one point three. So you're saying you give up Ayuk to move that one point one two up to the one point three? I yeah, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I, I like Ayuk, but you're you're getting a Chase or a, a Bijan. It's a big difference. And Ayuk, I I could throw Ayuk, you know, into that that type of uh, deal. Absolutely, I like Ayuk, but you know, it's it's a volatile situation with a lot of mouse to feed, and I don't know that Brock Purdy. I don't know how Brock Purdy is going to do now that he gets, uh, you know, defenses have film on him. Um, we saw him get kind of figured out before he got injured the last game or so. 
And there were times where we said to ourselves, like, I don't know. Whoa, why is he doing that? Why is he throwing that? He's still got a lot to learn. I think everyone thinks he's just going to jump right back to where he was. He's also got this injury that, you know, we don't know how his arm's going to respond. Not too many players have ever had the exact surgery he had to fix the UCL. So I'm a little skeptical on, on Purdy to a degree. Um, I have the eighth pick and a half PPR. If Bijan is gone, should I take Barkley or a wide receiver? If you have to start three, um, you have the eighth pick. If Bijan's there, I'm taking Bijan. There's no way I'm letting Bijan go past like number four or five or six. Like I could understand going Chase or JJ, but once I get to that four, five, six, seven, it's Bijan. And I'll make it work. I'll make it work. I'll draft the wide receiver room the way I got to draft it. I could, you could end up going wide receiver, wide receiver right after that. Don't draft a player, not a position. Don't force yourself um, down a certain path because of the positions of need. You want to draft the best player. And to me, Bijan's the best player. So thank you for that super chat. Uh, Sam dropping a $5 underdog, 50 buy-in. Chubb, Wilson, D-Hop, Debo, T-Law, Pierce, Kamara, Javante, Williams, J-Love, more sleepers. Um, Do I like it? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Chubb. Um, Garrett Wilson, Chubb, D-Hop, Debo, T-Law, Pierce. I like it a lot, bro. That's a good squad. I think if you slipped in like another London or or Walker into there, which you sometimes can, sometimes can't. I don't know if you drafted Kamara a wee bit high. But if you do this, if you run this back again, um, I'm not saying this in exact format or whatever, but like even in the puppies, the $5, the three, $5 puppies, even in the $5 puppies, you're, you're $3 or 5 Ron? Like 3 or 5 like they're five. Um, yeah, you run this back and try and squeeze out another player that you shouldn't get. I, I like the formula. That's a great formula to draft with. Neil, uh, what's up, Smitty? Any thoughts on these older running backs? I think I got to that one already. Appreciate that, Neil. Thoughts on Jamison Williams? I got that. Deckard, I got that. Overcome, I appreciate your super chat. Uh, we got uh, Tucker with his and Melvin, and I think I'm caught up. Oh, no, we got two more that just came in. We got Bums dropping a four ninety nine hauler. Bum says, if you had to choose which three set of players you would rather have and why. Hill, A.J. Brown, Hurts, or Hill, A.J. Brown, Olave. Um, Hill, A.J. Brown, Hurts. Hill, A.J. Brown, Olave. So, really, it's just, okay. It's Hill, um, Not necessarily, because if you end up getting Fields or Joe Burrow later, you know. Yeah, actually. I probably I'll probably say give me Alave because a lot that would be getting Alave in the third round, and and I think if Alave was there in the third, I would take him and I'd say give me Fields in five, give me give me Burrow in six. With Burrow and Fields falling, with with Burrow falling especially, I'm gonna go ahead and say give me the wide receiver, even though I love Jalen Hurts. Um, is is this a best? I don't think this is a best ball because best ball I like the stacking though that would be interesting. You could run both of those in a best ball, do one and one and one and the other and try try just landing both of those and get get the variation, but in a in a regular mom and pop, you know, draft, I I think I would rather go with a lobby. Such a value in the third round. That's like win a league territory. And again, Fields could outscore every single fantasy football quarterback in 2023. So why not take a gamble on Burrow or Fields in round 5 or 6? Burrow in 6 or 7. Honestly, at this point is crazy. Uh, can we do a few dynasty format mock drafts before August? Yes, sick nasty. Remind me, we'll do that later. All right, let me circle around the phone line here. We got 260 people in here. Punch that thumb up button if you haven't already. Subscribe if you're new, and let's go over to Clinton real quick and get Clinton's final thoughts. I'm going to swing around the phone line and get everybody off the phone line. Clinton, what can I do for you? Final question. Go. 
Yeah, I just wanted to think if it's realistic to really think that. I mean, I mean, I have really high hopes for Watson because I've seen what he's done, what, what he's done last year, and Love. You know, I mean, I can't unsee what I've seen last year, and the fact that he has, the Packers have had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and he's up against like he's going to be compared to that. I'm like, I think people their hopes are a little bit high. Maybe I'm out of line, but I feel like their hopes are a little too high because they're going against two, few, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, maybe he might fall a little short of that of what everybody thinks he's going to do. I don't so, think I mean, anybody's I've got ex- high hopes for Watson, and and I have medium hopes for Love right now. I mean, know? the the, the Packers. Last thing I wanted to say. It's a good question. The the Packers. Um, kick off against the Bears. I'm not saying these are cakewalks because you guys know I love the Bears. And I like the Falcons. So I'm just saying that these are winnable games. But the Bears, the Falcons, the Saints, the Lions are a tough team. The Raiders and a bye week in the Broncos. So I could definitely see through the Saints, the Falcons, or Bears, maybe they lose one of those games. They lose the Lions game, let's just say. So Bears, Falcons, Saints, Lions, Raiders, bye week, Broncos. That they could They could be four and two. At that point, I, I think I think there's a lot of optimism. There's a lot of opportunity for Love to to I think ease into his new role, and I tr- I truly believe, based on what I'm seeing him, how I'm seeing him throw the football and facilitate it and command the offense, even if they're down a little bit, like he's gonna deliver. I really like Jordan Love, but I think Christian Watson, you're right. I think he's gonna prove our 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 prediction on the Moon Men list and and. He's going to prove that prove us proud, and I think he could absolutely have a top twelve wide receiver season. Christian Watson, like be, be a wide receiver one. He'd be you know at the end of it maybe he could be higher than that. He could be ten to twelve. He could be eight to twelve. But I'm just going to say top twelve feels very very doable with the cost of entry. You're not overpaying at all. Love Christian Watson. Yeah. All right, bro. I can agree with that too. Later, Clint. All right, Smith. Thank you, bro. Hey, don't let you meet Loaf, bro. Thank you. Later. Don't don't mention it. What do you say? Don't mention meatloaf. They might they may catch what he said. I didn't understand it. Okay, Terry Roberts. Final thoughts, pal. Since you're there. Uh, my thoughts are on Seattle, uh, Seattle's uh, wide receivers and quarterback. Uh, I love uh, Gina, but uh, with JSN there, I think JSN's going to turn into their uh, wide receiver too. Uh, I'm a little worried about Lockett's upside because they got three wide receivers that are awesome now. You know? Uh, yeah, I love I like. But Jason. I love I love Gino there still because Gino's got three weapons he can just throw to all the time now. JSN to the moon, pal. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting. Yeah. To get, I'm starting to really get behind his situation. I feel like uh, Pete Carroll talks about him so much. I think they're going to run uh, more three wide receiver sets than they normally did, and this is the concern about going to Seattle because they'll run twelve personnel. And you definitely wouldn't see three wide receivers on the field a lot if they were going to do things like they always do. But I think they're going to run um, some different looks, and that's why Pete Carroll is really kind of a mad scientist. You know, he he drafted 
GSN for a reason. We shouldn't be saying, oh, they can't use them because they only run two wide receiver sets mostly. We should be saying, okay, Pete Carroll drafted them. That means they're probably running now a lot more three, three wide receiver sets. So I, I really like I really like JSN, and he's just a baller, and Lockett's getting older. And it wouldn't shock me if JSN was the number one wide receiver there at the end of the year. Maybe the stats won't prove it, and DK's the, the one. But like at the end of the year, we're looking at him and saying, okay, for 2024, are we drafting JSN yeah. ahead of DK? I don't think that's crazy. I think DK's really good. No. But DK's one of those players that, like, if no one was in his way, he would probably be that kind of guy that could produce wide receiver, low-end wide receiver one numbers. But you put someone better than him, more polished, better route runner in his way. A guy that The guy that had more stats and a better season than Alave and Garrett Wilson when they were all three on the same team in college – uh, there's just there's a lot of upside for JSN. He's a volume hog, and he knows how to become the number one target wherever he's at. He proved it. He proved it against Alave and Garrett Wilson. You know, so so yeah, I, I, uh, I like him a lot. Garrett Wilson didn't Garrett Wilson t- uh, tell reporters that he when he was uh, playing with playing with JSN, he never seen a, a wide receiver like JSN in the routes he was running when they were playing together. Yeah, I'm he, like, wow. He loves him. All right, Terry. Anything else, pal? No, that's it. Uh, yeah, good show, man. As always, uh, looking forward to your eight o'clock uh, spot there. It's, All right, Terry. So later, yeah, pal. Yeah. See you later. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, G Money with a five dollar holler. Hey, Smitty, in a twelve man half PPR redraft league, would you rather draft from the one point three or the one point one one? One point three. Give me Bijan or Chase. I'm happy as can be. I don't even hesitate, G-Money. I don't even hesitate on that one. I do like, you know, when I'm given the 11, I go Garrett Wilson, St. Brown, and I do love that. Then I go with Gibbs, and I get now I get Walker even later. I get even Burrow even later. You might be able to go St. Brown and Garrett Wilson or Garrett Wilson, St. Brown, Gibbs, and then now, now you can get Christian Watson. Now you can get Fields, and then you can get Walker. I mean, that's a fantastic start to a draft so i love that uh samuel from atlanta i'm sorry i haven't gone to you yet uh go ahead if you have a question uh, i'll let you ask a little bit more than 10 seconds here hey no problem uh so i see that like, you love jamon gibbs right but would you would you draft jamon gibbs jamon gibbs who's jamon who's, who's jamon gibbs oh. <laughs> 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 no not again uh, is this that... jimmy jimmy <laughs> Are you Jimmy's brother? Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, would you would you draft Jameer Gibbs before Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson in the Superflex? Yes. Uh, rookie draft. I uh, yes. You would. Uh huh. Why? Because I don't like this quarterback um, uh, class anywhere near like an, you know another one that that might potentially produce you know, an elite fantasy football quarterback that I think is deserving of like top seven, top eight overall super flex value someday. I don't see it. I, I think Anthony Richardson's got a lot of upside, but I now hate the situation. I'm not excited about Indy. I'm not drafting any indie players. I know in super flex is a little different and I would definitely still uh, dabble in the Anthony Richardson game from a super flex perspective. So that would be the only Colt I would draft, I guess. But, um, I, I just think that, like, I'd rather go after Jordan Love and buy Aaron Rodgers for two years and rent him. I'd rather do those type of moves, which I think are pretty doable, 
and I think people are trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers and people are skeptical of Jordan Love. People don't believe in Sam Howell. I'd rather have Jameer Gibson and Sam Howell than give me the number one rookie quarterback. You know, I, I just would find another solution. Jameer Gibbs is a massive difference maker. And and I personally would draft him over Anthony Richardson in a dynasty super flex startup because I'm of the thinking I go quarterback in round one and then I don't take Anthony Richardson or Danny Dimes or Deshaun Watson or those guys in round two. I'd much rather get those RBs. And even if, let's say, uh, Anthony Richardson fell to... Uh, to the third round, and I'm looking at Gibbs there, even in a super flex, because I want a running back, and the points are, are you know massively in favor of, of a pass catching back. I'm I'm still not. I I understand the value, but I don't like the Colts situation at all, bro. I'm not going near Colt player. What about Bryce Young? You know, first overall pick. Isn't he worth something in dynasty? Yeah, of course he is, but not more than Gibbs, in my opinion. Not in Superflex Dynasty. I want Gibbs so bad, bro. He's a top. He's he in my redraft rankings. I quite like. I don't tell people my redraft like rankings in terms of like what I expect to happen all the time. I do when people ask, and I and I do talk about it. But I'm afraid of not only not only are you going to be like, what in the hell is this guy on? But number two, you're going to literally think that you have you know full authority to draft him where I'm saying he's going to end end up. Some of you will. But when I picture my redraft end of season results for running backs, Jameer Gibbs is in the top five. Like he is, in, in my opinion, he's gonna have that big of a season. He's gonna be a top five running back right. at the end of the year. So, um, and last question, I promise. Yeah, go ahead. So one, so one, one hundred one, you got Bijan. One hundred two, you got Jameer Gibbs. So who's one hundred three in your rookie two effects draft? I mean, then you go Anthony Richardson. I think. Because for trade value alone, I think JSN is a great non-superflex choice there. But, yeah, I mean, Anthony Richardson, I'd probably go, you know, Bryce Young or Stroud. I mean, Stroud, Stroud might be even the safest of all three of them at this point. I don't know that he has the upside to ever be what Anthony Richardson could be. But Anthony Richardson now has way more risk than I'm comfortable so like I just find I don't want any part of this rookie QB class. I don't. I mean I like I like Bryce Young at the right value. I do like Bryce Young a lot, but I don't know that I want to draft him over some of those names there. Like if I could get Bryce Young at four or five, or six, I guess I'd definitely be intrigued. I like Bryce Young a lot. I do, but I I don't know that they he can compete with Gibbs or Bijan. That's for sure. But maybe after after that I w- I could go Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, Stroud. Or Anthony Richardson, Stroud, Bryce Young. I could get behind that. JSN after that. All right, thanks. Yeah. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, uh, let's go. Avi, final thoughts. Uh, I just want to talk about Jordan Love, actually. I haven't really talked about him. Uh, I actually like him now. I'm liking him more. I want him as my backup quarterback to anyone I get. And uh, I think he's got a good upside. He looks smooth. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 all, we all, I think, in here have yeah. some – some interest in him i just i think i'm i'm trying to maybe create a little movement yeah. little, little jordan love uh awareness you know because i think he's going to be way better than people think i think he's going to be as good as tua <laughs> as good as tua and gino were last year you know which was which was really good you know we're talking about yeah. surprise like you want to bench one of your quarterbacks you drafted ahead of jordan love because he's playing so well that kind of good 
You're not going to draft him to start. He's not a guarantee. There's a lot of risk involved. But definitely feel like... um. Did I miss any uh, other gifted memberships? Gifted? Oh, I had Justin Herbert last year. Tell me about it. I would have had a two of... Yeah. All right, Avi. Appreciate you, pal. Later. Yep. All right. Uh, super chat here before I go to Ron Navy. This is a $5 hauler from TJ. TJ says trading with, or sorry, drafted, just drafted a weekly winners on underdog with two stacks with Burrow, Chase, and T-Lon Ridley. What do you think? I love it. I love it. Especially an underdog, you, you want to do stacks if you can, if they all make sense. When they make sense, you want to do it. You don't want to force it, but loving Ridley right now. Loving T-Law. Loving the new value in Burrow, which I haven't had a lot of uh, uh, time to go through the puppies and weekly winners and, and best uh, best ball manias and take advantage of this burrow. I'm going to do that tonight, probably relax, draft a couple times and try and get some exposure to uh, Joe Burrow in around six and seven, where I see a lot of you doing that. And that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I haven't partaken as much as I've, I've wanted to lately doing all these live streams that break news constantly. Um, but appreciate you love those stacks. Keep doing it. I'll be interested to know your full team. Um, so you can let us know when you're complete, what, what, what you got. Ron Navy, final thoughts. Just eating dinner, make dinner while I was listening. All right. What are you eating? Uh, I made a burger with moisture cheese, melted on top and a couple of, um, over easy uh, eggs. That sounds about right, Ron. That sounds about, that yep. sounds, that sounds Ron Navy. Like. Yep. Uh, De- Decker, awesome. Decker got Burrow at five point eight. I mean, it's great. It's great value. Six. I'm hearing six round now. I just, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Ron, what's the late? Have you taken Burrow lately in a draft? And what's the latest you've taken him? Five. Five. You have Have you waited to six yet, or have you just kind of jumped early and, and wondered if you could have got him in six? Because that's kind of what I I think I could do. I'd be like, I see him at five and go, uh, should I wait? I don't know. I'm just gonna grab him. <laughs> yeah well if it's like if I, if, if I know there's a lot of picks before me if I just have like two or three picks till my next pick then it's easy to wait but when you got like 20 spots then I'm not waiting yeah alright Ron I appreciate you we'll see you I won't be live tonight um, because tonight's Monday right yeah so uh, well, well I will I will once we change over I haven't decided when I'm flipping the switch on on this changing schedule yet. I got to figure it out. We got, we got a little time. Oh, did you talk about the trophy? I mean, not the trophy, but the throne room. Oh yeah. The throne. No, not yet. Good, good, good call. Uh, the throne draft, you guys, I, I said it last night, but I'll say it again tonight. The throne draft kicks off tonight at midnight, the fantasy football throne, which is where I created on Instagram, um, a bunch of different Instagram communities, like fantasy pages and we want to just dominate the hell out of them and you guys draft my team so when i'm on the clock i'm gonna i'm gonna either if i'm live i'll probably go live i guess for the first pick or you know try and pick during the the show or something but i'll definitely be live on instagram if i'm not live on youtube so make sure you're following me on instagram but we we go live when we're on the clock and i get your vote and you guys pick the team and i take it into battle so you pick the team we vote on it. We draft whoever you want. Sometimes I disagree, very rarely, but sometimes I disagree. I, I remember two or three years ago, you guys wanted Hunter Henry, and I was all pissed off 
not in a bad way, but I'm like, come on, guys. You know, we're not taking Hunter Henry. And, you're, and everyone voted Hunter Henry, and I just he ended up being garbage. I don't know if the player I wanted was garbage or not, though. I don't remember. But we, it, it's always fun. But you guys draft my team, so get ready for that. That starts at midnight tonight. But, but we're probably not going to get to our pick until mid-afternoon tomorrow because it's very slow. You go live. Everyone's got like a two- or three-hour window to collect their vote. So we usually get a, through about eight or seven picks a day. So it's like a three-week endeavor. How many hours between each pick? Uh, I mean, it, it's off at midnight, or it's off at like 9, 9 a.m. until the morning. So it's usually like a no-draft time frame between like 9 or 10, a, 9 or 10 p.m. and like 6 a.m. So it's a big, big gap of no drafting. But then it's like two or three hours. Some people draft within 20 minutes. Some people draft in three hours. Some people aren't available. So... Um, I'll see you guys all for that. Uh, appreciate you, Ron. Yes, sir. All right, later, man. Later, chat. All right, um, let me see. Rock, rock out, you got 10 seconds. I'm on the way out the door. Appreciate you, though. 10 seconds, go. Yeah, how you feel about the Denver wide receivers with Tim Patrick out for the year? Yeah, bro, I haven't been feeling that wide receiver room all year. Um. I guess, I guess it's better for uh I guess it's oh, better for, I guess it's better for Judy and Mims, yeah. I don't like Sutton. Um but I I'm not drafting Judy in the 4th round. If Judy go Judy's only going to go up in value now. If he was going at 4.10, 4.8, 4.11 before, he's probably going at 4.4 now. Like I'm it makes yeah, me more out. I want nothing to do with it. I want nothing to do with Denver. I want nothing to do with Indy except for Javante. And P. Ryan, I guess. P, P, P. Ryan and Javante, I don't mind that, but I still am fearful for Javante this year because of Denver. I'm just, uh, Denver, Denver, for the most part, I'm out. Javante at the right price, P. Ryan at the right price. I'm not touching another Denver Bronco player, and I'm certainly not going near any Colt player unless it's super flex. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. All right, Rock Out. Got to run. Appreciate you, man, calling in. Mars, man, Rock Out. We'll see you later, right, pal. See ya. Later. I'll be live. I'll be live if there's breaking news. Obviously, his throne league is goated. Thank you, Avi. Appreciate you. I will see you all later. Appreciate you all. Um, thank you for all the super chats. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, super chat monsters here. We got Melvin with the first one of the day. That's a standing yeah. ovation. Thank you, Melvin. Melvin with the first super chat. Tucker dropping one. Overcome with the double. Deckard with another one. Run, runner boy. Neil. Uh, Sam Dunn, uh, 182, thank you for your super chat. Daniel uh, Valencia, appreciate you. Young, uh, Harris, Harrison, Ozzy, Sammy, um, uh, Derek, appreciate you. Runner Boy again, uh, uh, Bums, appreciate you, Bums. Uh, Sick Nasty, D Money, uh, Trading with TJ, appreciate you for your super chat as well. I love your combos of, of uh, the two stacks, appreciate you. Avi, appreciate you. D Money, appreciate you, of course. Uh, G Money is my boy. And uh, we'll see you all tonight if there's breaking news. If not, tomorrow. Peace out. Don't forget the show starting tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern. Starting tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then and then we might get to the Monday, the, the new schedule, like I said, as soon as this flips over. So tomorrow is when it kicks on. That's why I'm not going live tonight at midnight because we're not switching yet. Um. But this should be the schedule moving forward. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do the Monday show yet. 
until we get closer to the season. So it might be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then this kicks in. But I'm going to see what I can do. But I might take Tuesday, and I'm not taking Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern off, but I might take the graveyard shift off on Tuesday and Wednesday. Back-to-back days, graveyard shift off, and just power through the week with the graveyard shift, the 1 a.m. Eastern show. So hang tight. We might, we might for the moment have... Uh, no Monday show until we get a little closer. Appreciate every single one of you. 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. It all begins. We're moving the show 8 p.m. Eastern every single Monday through Friday. Thank you for all you super chatters and supporters. Hit that thumb up button on the way out the door. Thank you for all the callers. Travis, thank you for modding as usual. Terry, appreciate you. Space Ricky, appreciate you for being a, an amazing mod as well. Terry Roberts, you guys are absolutely phenomenal. I don't thank my mods enough. Especially Space Ricky. I always thank my mods. And Space Ricky, I need to, to shout you out more. Sorry. Forgive me. Peace out. See you tomorrow.